0: Hey, you, yeah, you, this your girl Spontaneous Queen. Thank you for tuning in on the Spontaneous Queen radio show. Hey, I was just stopping by to tell you to be bold in who you are. All right, now, peace. Hey, you guys, this is Arshia, aka Spontaneous Queen. It's been a while since I spoke to you all and I feel like it's about time for me to to come back on here to speak to you guys I know a lot of you been missing me and guess what I've been missing you too I just want to speak on bullying It's not a Pacific or a certain type of bullying but I want to speak on the lines of bullying and I wanna give you examples and stuff like that. Um, I remember back when that's I'm gonna take you back to this time when I went to, I was living in Irvin, Texas. This is when my daughter was a victim of bullying. And we stayed in Irvine and it wasn't So many people. It wasn't too many people that looked like us. Okay, let's just say that. It was mostly um, Caucasian. It wasn't too many Hispanics. Um, And it was like Indians. So my daughter was receiving bullying and I just noticed she came home and she wasn't herself because every time I picked my daughter up, she's always bubbly, laughing, playing, ready to get ice cream, ready to get hot chips or Tati's. But when I picked her up, she didn't want to do a homework. And she didn't want to go back to school. Because of the bullying. I didn't know it was bullying at that time. And I remember that um, we allowed a, a lady to come stay with us. For a couple of weeks or so. And I just remember that my daughter, her mood changed. I thought it was like because the lady... Yeah, came to stay with us. So it was somebody different in in the household she had to get used to. But then I learned, Layla learned, later learned that it was bullying from school. Um, It was one particular little girl, always be bullying her. And I remember one instance, she came home and she said that she wanted to take down her hair. And I remember that I put, little bitty box braids with her natural hair her natural hair is is long so we did box braids in her hair and I remember that she liked the the box braids but when she came home that day she wanted to take them down so I asked her why she wanted to take her hair down and she said that the little girl said her hair is ugly it doesn't look right and that's when I began to pour into my daughter and I began to tell her that hey you do not ever take down your hair because a person or anyone or anything. You said that you like your hair, so you keep that same hairstyle. So I I, I let the teacher know. So the teacher handled the problem, and I told her about the situation. So that that problem got handled. So it was another another incident when she came home, and she was like no the the I'm sorry, the teacher messaged me, and she said that my daughter had told someone to hit her to hit her and I said, "My daughter would never t- tell anyone to hit her unless someone threatened to hit her." So it began to be a pattern and a problem, and I remember one last thing that took the straw was when uh, Layla went to this art teacher's class. Instead of the teacher um, correcting Layla's behavior, she messaged me in front of—I mean—in the group uh, group chat with all the teachers, all Layla Layla teachers, instead of us having a conversation with Layla and I and the teacher with her. So that's when I began to see the pattern because it was like all those teachers was gaining gaining on Layla, my daughter. They was gaining upon her. And instead of that one teacher handling that situation, the teachers was going and talking to and discussing uh my daughter with each other. So whenever Layla does some, one thing in the classroom, then she had to hear about it in the in a different classroom which she doesn't get in trouble in. So long story short, I had to go to the school and speak with the teachers and all that kind of stuff and the incident of her getting bullied stopped because they didn't know it was so deep and so serious. It stopped after I told them that she wanted to take her hair down. And I told them that I would go to the principal and report the teachers and the students because it's not okay for her to be bullied that way. And every other day, it's not okay. So after we handled that situation, my daughter told me that she was proud that I stood up for her. Now she has the strength to stand up to other people because I was able to stand up to the teachers on her behalf. And I was just coming from a eight year old she's nine year olds now she's nine year old now, but coming from an eight year old that really means a lot because I didn't know she felt that way. It was a very difficult time because um it was in February Black History Month, and she was going through that. It was just a lot for her because her grace was slipping and everything. but now that she's we're back in Richmond, Texas, she's doing so much better. I'm so happy for that, and she it just like everything never happened. I'm going to talk about this example, bullying. Sometimes people think <coughs> bullying only happens to children. No. Sometimes I, I believe that bullying can start when you're young. And if you don't stop that behavior, it can carry on until you, and you're you uh, mid-age or um, adulthood. And... I, I have gotten bullied many a times because of, I believe because I'm, I'm so nice to people. And people mistake kindness and being nice as weakness. But I'm still going to be me because that's my character. I'm still going to be nice, helpful, and caring because that's who I am. This one incident, when we moved from Irvin to Richmond, we have moved, me and my husband, my daughter, moved with um, a family friend. We stayed with them about a month. But it began to be friction between my husband's friend's wife and I because we have two different cultures, and it's crazy, and it should make a difference because I'm African-American and she's African. And she was trying to push on her culture, her beliefs, onto me. I'm very aware of whenever you stay with someone, you have to abide by their rules but when you create a bond a, a relationship with someone you begin to get used to them and you're not going to disrespect them but they're going to treat you with respect and it it was to the point that I couldn't stay with them because it was getting too harsh for me and my daughter. It was affecting me and my daughter. um just the odd, honest God truth, I'll begin to complain and tell my husband about all the behaviors her and her husband was doing, and he was overlooking because he's so true and so loyal to the culture and to the friendship. He was overlooking his own wife and daughter. And the reason why we were staying there. Because we was waiting for our house to be completely built. So it was to the point where I could not stay at this lady's house. And I did not know that I had an enemy until I had an enemy. And let me go deep into that. I begin to promote my book. I have a book. The book is called, Why Use My Pain to Help Others? Seven Steps to Get Unstuck. This book is a self-help book and it will help individuals, not just women, but individuals, all walks of life with getting unstuck And dealing and facing through trauma, pain, or any tough time that they face in their life. This book will be a great help and a great benefit for them. So if you would like this book, if you feel like you suck, I would highly recommend this book why use my pain to help others seven steps to get unstuck it's located in the amazon stores online so back to my point i decided once i moved from Irvine to richmond I wanted to start promoting my book and started promoting my business again. So I took a leap of faith and I did an interview at a radio station. So after this interview, the lady was like, Arshia, I didn't know you did books. I didn't you know you did this. This this this. Would you like to be on the Radio station? At first I was like, "Um, I don't know because I don't know what to talk about." <laughs> but long story short, I decided I wanted to be on the radio station. I was able to promote my business and I was Able to help promote other people and celebrate other people's businesses as well. So after I did that interview and I went back to the home, I was staying out at this when I believe when the jealousy starts, started with the lady and I. At first, she was so excited. She was calling me her celebrity friend and everything. She even wanted to help me find people to help with their businesses, like refer people to me and everything. But then one day, everything changed. Everything turned. And she wanted to pretty much control me from the food and from what I do, what I, from what the food that I ate. For what I did and everything She wanted to pretty much control And I am a strong minded person So I wasn't with that Then she started talking Because some of the things I was talking about In my book I was talking about my uh, past Things that I've been through And I'm no longer dealing with them now But she was trying to bring up my past And she was trying to say That I had a low IQ and all that kind of stuff. So I felt like it wasn't the best place for me to be and it wasn't healthy. It wasn't it wasn't healthy for me or my daughter to be living there. So I decided to stay with my mom. So as me and her begin to have a not a fight but a talking texting fight That's when I began to learn her true heart about me. That's when I really found out, oh, I'm not staying here another night. So I packed all my things. Let me go back. I didn't pack all my things at first. After I got off of work at 4 o'clock, I went to the house, and I told my brother and my niece to help me pack my things. So I went upstairs, and I saw her husband. I spoke to her husband, introduced him to my niece and my brother. We almost had my belongings in my hand, and the, the room that we were staying in was upstairs, and it had a restroom inside the room. So mind you, the lady never comes inside the room, never even come in there. She decided to come in there while I was there, which is okay. And I said, please let me get my things, and I'll be out of your way. And she told me, I don't have to go anywhere. This is my house. So I told her a couple of times. And she said, she's not going anywhere. This is her house. I said, okay. And then I said, please let me get my things, and I'll be out of your way. And then she started to come closer to me and she had a pencil in her hand. And she started to raise her voice while she said, oh, this is my house, I don't have to go anywhere. And she came towards me. Long story short, when you call yourself friends and family, your intention is not to hurt anybody. Still to this day I still love her and her family and her kids. All I wanted is to get my things out the house. The house was too toxic for me. The environment was too toxic for me to stay in. Mind you, that day that I came to get my belongings was the first day of me going back to work in three weeks because me being in that house was hell. Toxic. I wasn't able to sleep like I was supposed to, so that's why I had to take off from work for that many weeks. Mind you, after I got off of work for my 10-hour shift, I was so tired. And then trying to get my things, and she's trying to fight me, and it was a tussle. So then I, I pushed her off of, me, off of me. Yeah, I pushed her off of me. And I told her, look, I don't want to fight you. I'm just trying to get my things. So when I go downstairs, she's holding my my shirt, my uniform, and ripped my uniform buttons off. Now, the little things that I had in my hand, I had to drop it. Because now I see that she's serious. She's trying to cause harm to me. And I'm happy that I told my mother to come get my daughter earlier that morning because I didn't feel safe for my daughter to be in that house with her or her husband because of the the ugly things that she was saying in a text message. So as I'm leaving to go downstairs to get in my car to go to my mother's house, she was ripping my shirt, holding me from the little one outside. I so saw I pushed her so in the wall so I couldn't be able to go, and she was still holding on to me. Then my brother and my niece heard the commotion and went downstairs. So now we're playing token war against me, trying to get me loose. Mind you, I didn't want to hit her anymore because if I'm considering her and my friend, my family, my intentions are not to hurt her. My intentions are only to get out of that house, that's it. So while my brother got me and her apart, and I go to open the door, the front door. I see from in the glass on the outside that her husband is holding the door on the outside. So when me, my nephew, me, my niece, and my brother do not get out, like they were trying to hold us in the house. Let me back up. I missed some parts. While I was upstairs, I told her to get off me, and she said. Oh, you're not going anywhere. I'm going to call the cops and say that you'll arrest me. And then her husband told me with rage in his eyes and his face to finish what you started. So that lets me further know that I am no longer welcome in this house or safe in this house. That go, let's go back to the front door. The husband is holding the door so I cannot get out. The I thing, all I wanted is, was my belongings. That's all. I didn't want to have no fight. I didn't want to do none of that. It felt like she had intentionally created that on purpose. And let me mention again, you, don't, you do not hurt or harm anyone that you love or you say you care for. Only an enemy does. And at that time, her and her husband was working together. It wasn't the right thing, but they was working together. So I eventually opened the door, forcefully, with both of my hands open. I opened the door, and just so happened as I opened the door, her son was there, and he got hit by the door. So she said, oh, you hit my son. But at that time I was just my focus was get out the house and run into my car. As I run into my car, I drive off, speeding going to El Campo. And now I have I have asthma. And my, I had to reach in my purse to get my asthma pump while I'm driving. This is the scariest part because I thought I was going to be leaving this world. My asthma attack was so, so bad. And when I reached my mother house, I had to take my treatment so I can calm down. And the only thing that hurt me was my husband still stayed at the house. He didn't even ask me what happened or anything. But that's another story, another podcast. Okay. And it's crazy because I'm happy that I always do good by other people. In that time frame, the police, he called the police and they came. So the little boy said that I hit him and everything. Today, I believe it's the seventeenth of May. No, of June. I'm sorry. They, the 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 police, no the CPS, had filed a case against me. I had a whole case against me. Let me tell you something. I have a background in human services. So it's my duty, my own honor, to protect people, to service people. I have a background of helping others, and I love children. I love those kids today still. I have pictures in my phone. Even when she was at work, I have pictures in my phone of them riding bikes, of them doing this. take, I just, I just have a lot of pictures of them. I love those kids. I treated them like they were my own. But I'm happy to say that 2020, June 17th, I am free from that situation. I am in my new home. I don't have a case against me. They threw the case out because there was not no evidence of me doing that. And you see how bullying can lead to other things. And let's get to this bullying with the police. I was talking to a young lady and many other people. I know that this time is they saying black lives matter. But all, life, all lives matter. And for me, it doesn't matter if you're black or any color. I don't want to see anybody lose their life because something's so stupid. I don't want to see anybody lose their life. But I feel like that the law and the rules are set up for you to fail. I believe that everyone do not get a fair chance i believe that certain cultures or certain races are targeted <clears throat> while some races are are not targeted and we have to be the change that people see uh for that stuff to stop happening Police brutality, um, bullying—it's a form of bullying. It all ties together, and we don't—I don't, don't want to see anybody' in life be taken because because counterfeit money, because anything. everybody's life is precious to me, and I'm gonna be posting this on. Facebook and if you feel feel led to comment or give your thoughts about it or if you see me, you give your thoughts about it, I really really would like to hear about this because I like to hear other sides, other people' opinions, other people's perspective, and I believe we can all stop the bullying. It all boils down to what's right and what's wrong. Are you going to be that person to stop the bullying, to stop the killing, stop anything that's not good? Are you going to be that person who stops it? And I'm going to have a, I have a something else to ask. If you see bullying, are you going to be that one to stop it? Are you going to be that one say, okay, that's enough. Stop it. Leave that person alone. Are you going to be the one to stop it? And if you are the one that's doing the bullying, what is it going to take for you to stop? The little examples that I shared, that's only some examples of what happened. Other people go through severe things. This story could have ended so left, so left field. It could have ended so wrong. I could have had charges against me. Somebody could have really, really been hurt or injured. Over what? What do you have to prove? The thing is, I know this topic is not a, this is not about bullying, being this culture and that culture, but the thing is, y'all, we should come together as one to learn about each other culture, or as women, or as men, we should learn about each other. And that's going to make our relationship even more stronger and richer instead of trying to tear down one another. You're not going to get any money for tearing down somebody. You're not going to get an extra paycheck because you want to tear down somebody. So before you go to bed tonight, before someone else get killed before somebody else get bullied are you going to be the one you are you going to be the one to say no we're not going to do that let's talk it out like grown people let's have a solution are you going to be that one? I just want to say thank you guys for listening in to the show. I really appreciate all that you do for me. And I know that the stories and examples that I gave is personal. But if I can help somebody... I'm okay with that. I don't care about telling my life if it's going to help somebody. And I'm still not going to be afraid to tell my life and what I went through. Because that's a, lot, that's a part of life. We're not perfect. I don't want to ever be perfect. Thank you. Be bold in who you are. SpontaneousQueen.com Please be on the lookout because I'm going to be having some great things. I'm going to be adding to my services, and I just want you guys to be a part of it. If you can, support, sponsor, whatever you feel like you want to do, support the Spontaneous Queen organization. We will really, 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 really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day or have a wonderful night. Hey you, stop all that dancing and listen up. I just want to say thank you to all my viewers listening to the app and listening on Facebook Live. I appreciate everything that you do for me.